God gave you the Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. The ultimate KISS podcast. This is Jay Scott from The Hook Rocks. I know I'll be listening. I hope you do too. That's right. We're back with another episode of Dorm Damage, the show where anything and everything is on the table and the table gets smashed. This week, our favorite guitarists. Oh, yeah. Yes. Rock and roll guitarists, not flamenco guitarists. What are you talking about? I got Brian mm. Sensor, number one. What are you talking about? I got, I got Paul Stanley's twin, Tiny Tim, on the <laughs> ukulele. It's number two. Ooh, the purple pie man. We'll get into that. Oh, yuck. Anyways, this is not a kiss episode, right? So no, no, kiss, no. Gu- no kiss guitarists in this episode, right? Yeah, we thought we'd make it more fun if we didn't put a kiss guitarist in, you know? Plus, I don't think either one of us wanted to hear from the ace cult. How do you not have ace number one? <laughs> oh, he's the best. He's so sloppy. <laughs> he's also good looking. <laughs> I should be number one. I'm the only rock star on here. Number one in your heart. <laughs> yeah, so this is going to be good because I know because if you've listened to our ARC, obviously, you know, the, the shout out loudcast episodes and some dorm damage episodes. A lot, Zeus and I have a lot in common, but we also have some very different things. So I pulled my list from a variety of different kinds of like rock and metal, but I, I think there might be some overlap here. Yeah, I like to think that I, I, I stretched it out. If something was similar, I would pick somebody that maybe people a little bit off the radar. So other people would uh, maybe uh, g- give some recognition to somebody that may not be the fir- the best or favorite of other people. Just yeah. to have a, a fun discussion, you know? Yep. Yep. So I, I hear you. I'll start this one off, Tom. Number 10 for me, I would say is very common. We all know him. I think he's very underrated, but these first four albums by this band, I just love the fucking guitar and it's nothing, nothing that makes you like, Oh my God, how did he do it? Yeah. Nothing like that, but it's just fun rock and roll, hard rock guitar. And that is Bon Jovi's Richie Sambora. All right. Nice. So I find his guitar so much fun, especially the, uh, the debut, the um, 7,800 Fahrenheit. And then obviously you get to the other two that come up with uh, slippery and wet in, and um, New Jersey. Now, obviously he played on more albums than that, but those four are the, I feel are the pinnacle of Bon Jovi and the ones that we're all more familiar with. I just find his guitars great. I think his solos are on point. They've got a lot. It's a lot of melodic, uh, hard rock guitar solos. Got that fucking touch and feel. 
perfect right back. And it's just good song structure. Make right. They make good music. Fucking hard rock guitar. Love it. Plus, he's a handsome man. And yeah, it's before he got all smashed up with alcoholism. Eh, it happens to the best of us. I mean, I'm drinking a beer right now. What the hell? So, it's okay. and, and there's a little kiss connection there because we obviously know that he tried out for kiss for a little bit. They were uh, like, no, 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 you, you're too good. You can't be in kiss. Yeah, you've got that boy's got talent. talent. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I'm going with Richie Sambora as my first on the list. All right, my number ten, and let's let's just preface this by my list. Other than my number one, my list is kind of not really in order, but for the yeah, sake same of same here, for the sake of discussion, yeah. So my number ten, Zeus, is one of your favorites. Ooh, oh, you love this guy. You oh. love this guy. Oh, you love this guy. He can do it all. Uh. He can do it all. He can go up and down the fretboard. He can do the tapping. He can do the solos. He can do the riffs. We've seen it. We've done him on ARC. You love him. It's Ingve. Oh, <laughs> that was that. That's the joke. You hate Ingve. I don't. I do not hate Ingve at all, dude. I had those albums before you had those albums. Oh, okay. Now it's one of the. Oh no! I, I discovered like him. Okay, oh, so you're the Ingve cult. Okay. No, I had trilogy a long time before I met you in college. I had all those albums. I love it. Guy's an amazing guitar player. All fucking kudos to his talents. I will bow down to his. Yeah, talent. he's just, he's just he's a different kind of. He's like. Like our list will be, he's not Richie Sambora. The stuff that he does, it's like, okay, this is what I want to hear now. Um, and there are times when I absolutely love everything he does, and other times I'm like, ah, I can't listen to it right now. But that, but that being, I'm not going to deny the guy's fucking brilliant. He's a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's part. That, that's part of his brilliance. I love it. Well, when he sets up his concerts and the guitar and Marshalls are in the front and the, everybody's on the left. That is the most boss move ever. Like he's not even trying to pretend who's in charge. I love it. <laughs> this is my band. I love it. Oh, all right. Number nine, Tom, I'm going to go off the board here. Okay. And number nine for me is a guy named Don Rich. Dangerous okay. Don Rich. So Don Rich was Buck Owens's right-hand man. So okay. he was the musical director of, you know, of basically the Buck Owens band and also Hee-Haw. So which you know. Hee-Haw, Sam, how are you? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> see? So Buck created him and Buck Owens and Don Rich basically created what's called the Bakersfield sound, which yep. is very famous and all that. His guitar picking is so different and fucking catchy as hell. He started off kind of doing being the fiddle man. And then Buck was like, hey, you know what? Uh, why don't you be my lead guitar man? I'll show you a couple things. Buck Owens showed him his, the way he was playing his style. And then Don Rich took it to a fucking whole new other level. His guitar picking is off the charts. It's fan fucking tastic. He does solos, all the shit. If you ever watch some of those old hee haw stuff, any of the songs, the, the, the man was brilliant, brilliant uh, musician. And the sad thing is, is he died. I think it was like 32, 34 in a motorcycle crash. What he used to do, he used to literally actually do all the harmonies with Buck Owens. So all those songs, like he, like, act naturally like the Beatles would cover and things like that. He did all that guitar picking and all that. And that sound is so unique and I love it. And the coolest thing about him, if you see those videos, when he had the buck Owens show and stuff, he yep. has this gold telecaster 
that fucking Telecaster was That's a nice so, guitar. Yeah. Oh my god, so cool! And you know, Buck Owens with this Lego hairdo would be in the front singing, and yeah. then he would come in, pick away, and then jump in on the harmonies with them. And then, sadly, when he died, Buck Owens' his career was just went. Mm-hmm. But the guy was an amazing fiddle player, amazing songwriter. He sang songs on his own. There's a bunch of good albums out there of his. And anytime you want to listen to any of the fucking classic Buck Owens music, you can uh, you can pick out all that shit that's Don Rich. And my other uh, favorite thing that he does is that he when he was on the. Um, uh, hee haw, he had this song, okay, that they actually changed it. Who's gonna mow your grass? It's oh, a country nice. song, and he put fuzz on it. And they're like, No, 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 what the fuck is that? You don't put that shit on country music. It was just so <laughs> ahead of his time, he was yeah. so good. And it just listen to that song, it's a fantastic fucking song. Like, nice. act naturally, people know Street of Bakersfield. Uh, I've got a tiger by the tail. Just so many great classic Buck Owens songs. And you want to hear a different style guitar picking and guitar playing and that country guitar picking? Ee-haw! Nice. Dangerous Don Rich. Nice. All right. It's a little different. Yeah, I like it. That's awesome. Um, all right. So my number nine is one that we both know we're both big fans of. Um, and you know, it's funny. I wanted to bring some attention to this era because when you talk, when you talk about rock guitarists, a lot of people tend to focus on the seventies, the eighties, um, and the nineties tend to kind of fall by the wayside in terms of musicianship and things. They always talk about the image and the sound grunge, what alternative image and the sound that you used to exactly. (laughs) I I am going with Mike McCready from Ah, Pearl Jam. He was Love right this guy there on my list. Love this guy. Ace Freely fan uh, can do so many things. I still stand by the fact that that's the outro solo of Alive is one of the all time great guitar solos oh, in history. It is I, absolutely beyond. That was in my head just now. Yeah, as you it, said it, that. Yeah, it's insane beyond belief. Um, but the guy can do those the catchy riffs. He can do the melodic solos. He can rip when he needs to. Uh, multi multi talented and, a, and a, a throwback to like those seventies guitarists. I, I love the guy. Yeah, even black. I mean, uh, re- uh, rearview mirror. You can go down the list. His yep. guitar is fucking awesome. It's incredible. And, and and the way like early Pearl Jam was. Yep, it was like good classic rock band. Exactly, guitar yep. playing. A- absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So number eight for me, Tom, is uh different era, different type of music. Just a decade earlier, and that is Rats Warren D. Martini. Nice, love Excellent. that guitar. I mean, those early Rat albums, uh, all the way through uh, Detonator for me, it's just fantastic guitar. The licks, the he has that style that uh, a lot of those uh, guys that I like from that era could do, and that is have that sleazy guitar lick. Yep awesome fills and they have that touch of holding those notes in a guitar solo and just giving you that bump like that makes you want to jump in and be like dude i wish i was doing that solo and you're doing the air guitar because you 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 love it and it's not just head banging thrash 
it's with feeling it's with touch all his solos fucking made me feel that way and then boom right back into the fucking funky crazy ass riff that he has i think warren d martini's very underrated i think it, the problem is he looks and they're kind of almost similar like george lynch a little except he's fucking like not as jacked up as george lynch. right right right, right. but very similar type player love his style and when I think of Rat, I think of Stephen Pierce's sleazy vocals and those fucking dual guitar attack and Warren's licks and guitar fills. Absolutely nice. All right, my number eight. I'm going to go with one a little bit different. You might not know how big of a fan I am of this band because I don't really talk about them. Maybe future ARC. I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm a huge fan of Southern rock. Love Leonard Skinner. Love the Allman Brothers. Love those kinds of things. I'm going with, I went back and forth on a couple of the Southern rock guys here to make this mm-hmm. list, but I'm going to go with the obvious one. Here. I'm going with Dwayne Allman. Okay. I love both of those bands. I go back and forth on Leonard Skinner is a little bit more of a kind of like a dirty kind of Southern rock band. Allman brothers, a little bit more soulful at times, but they both can do, they both can do those things. I love them both. They both bring different things, but two of my all time favorite bands, you got to kind of, sometimes I'm in the mood for them because some of their music is a little bit moody at times, but Dwayne Allman, if you're talking about that slide guitar, that Southern rock, that leads, that lead stuff that he can do, um, go back and listen to those early, early. I mean, God rest his soul. The guy passed away friggin' so young, uh, but go back and even listen to that debut Allman brothers album. Just fantastic stuff. Love those bands. Love those bands. Love the Allman brothers. He's a slide guitar player. Probably yep. none better than him ever. Yep. And yep. I fucking love the slide guitar. It's more so than good. Anything. It's so fucking cool. Like yep. Travis Tritt saying in the 80s, damn, I miss Dwayne Alden. I wish he was still around. Imagine. Fucking terrible lyrics. But it's, yeah, <laughs> he, you know. he put some drive in his country. <laughs> yep. That's yep. how the song goes. Yep. Fucking, but regardless, Dwayne Allman, great. Like people just. Legendary, legendary, totally. Yep, yeah, Tom. So, for me, I'm gonna go a little bit different here. I'm gonna go back to kind of the era you had er earlier picked, and I'm going with Jerry Cantrell. Nice. So, (laughs) that fucking never mind the fact that he could sing, keep harmonies, co lead, lead, and fucking do the guitar. As like the only guitarist in the band, it's just insane. He's so multi-talented. Uh, Allison Chain for me is so can be melodic. Just listen to the guitar on um the 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 softness of his new album that he just oh. brightened, and then go back to oh, Jar of Flies that album or Sap something. You're like wow. Some guy, this guy can fucking do acoustic songs as good as anybody. But then in addition to that, (laughs) in addition to that, he could fucking kill you with man in the box. Them bones. Oh, like something like that. You know, like them bones grind off of the fucking. It's yeah. It's fucking as heavy as you'll fucking ever hear. Um, 
uh, what's but the see, other one? You, oh. you, you're, making, you're making my point here about kind of why I included Mike McCready because these 90s bands, everybody always talks about Lane Staley, Kurt Cobain, Eddie Vedder, Chris Cornell. Everybody loses sight of like the musicians that are in those bands. Like that was like such an era of like front men. And I get it. They were charismatic. But you can't, Jerry Cantrell is Alice in Chains and he still is. I've said it before. Those are, New those new albums with William Duvall, those are Jerry Cantrell albums, and they're fucking incredible. Yeah, see, I think AIC can survive without Jerry Cantrell, uh, without Lane Staley. They can't survive without Jerry Cantrell. That's exactly true. It's they can't completely different. Now, can't do it. That's not saying Lane Staley can't be a great singer and find some good songs because it's Jerry's band. Mad Season is great. Yeah, Mad Season is no Alice in Chains though. No, nope. and they have Mike McCready in that band. That's right. Fucking incredible guitarist as it yep. is. See number nine for you. But yep. go listen to people that are like, oh, Allison, go listen. What the hell have I? You can find that on the box set. It was uh, uh it's on the soundtrack for Last Action Hero. That fucking riff is so awesome. Go and listen to not only Brighton, which is one of the greatest uh, albums I've ever heard in my life, but go back and listen to his other Degradation Trip, Boggy yep. Depot, those that he is a fucking genius. And everybody's like, oh, Allison Chains, they're a grunge band. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Sherry Cantrell is a fucking incredible guitar player. Yep. Yep. So that's Absolutely. my number seven. All right, number seven for me, another ARC representative here. We just talked about him recently. That is the great and unique Tom Morello. Okay. Uh, I love this guy. He can do it all. He's known for doing the crazy sound effects and the weird things that he does, the distortion stuff that he's playing that isn't even a friggin' pick or his finger. He'll take like his friggin' unplug his guitar cord and rub it up against the fretboard or whatever. Um, but when the guy needs to come up with a riff, Go listen to a song like Freedom or Bomb Track or whatever, and he can blow your brains out with a riff. So the guy can do it all. Love him. Yeah, I like people with their own style. Exactly. Regardless of the fact that I haven't really heard all of his material, if you play something, I usually can pick out, oh, that's got to be Audio Slave, or that's fucking just the music I'm saying. Yep. Uh, You know, or um, Rage. That tone. That fucking sharpness of it, the uniqueness of the sounds that come from his guitar. Yeah, I usually can pick that out. Yep. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, number six for me, uh, I'm going with somebody that, uh, you know, we're all familiar with, and that is uh, Slash. And again, this is not in order, but another one. I can listen to that middle breakdown of Sweet Child of Mine into that solo fuck it and never get tired of it. Never get tired of it. That solo is probably one of, if not me, my favorite solos of all time. I, I, I put it in my head as, as though someone's going fishing, reeling the line. He's reeling. It's going, it's going, he's reeling. He's trying to hold on to it. And he's just fighting the rod. And that's what he's doing with the guitar. And he's just fighting there, but he still fucking hits that note. Like, it's almost like he can't, I got, and he gets it. It's amazing. And I mean, all his shit is amazing. Even his solo stuff that he does, the guitar on it's still fan fucking task. Oh, yeah. Locomotive off of Use Your Illusion 2. Insane. Like his solos, uh, the, the just that little thing that he does on a string. I can't even do it. Like whatever he does. And that's just all touch. It's not a fucking crazy ass riff, although he can do those. It's just all touch and just all feel. That's the shit that really gets me. And, uh, and, his, and I think and Slash his, is yeah, and it, unreal. And his solo material with Miles Kennedy and, yep. and, uh, and Todd Kearns, our buddy Todd Kearns in there in that band, like incredible stuff. Like Slash is just, yeah, we may hear from him later in the episode. Uh, number six for me, you already named him, but it's uh, Jerry Cantrell. Got to yep. have him on my list. So that's nice. my number six. Yep. Number five for me. Um, I'm, I mention him all the time. We did another ARC guy and that's Don Felder. Nice. So that's the Eagles, Don Felder. I think he's slightly better than Joe Walsh. Uh, we all know the fucking solo from hotel California is just incredible to me. The other one, the other two hidden gems are, is just the difference. Go listen to on the border by the Eagles. He came on because Bernie Ledden was like, oh, I got a buddy. And, and you know, Glenn Fry kept saying, like, we need to add, make this more rockers. We keep doing this country rock. We need more rock. And Glenn Johns, the producer's like, you guys aren't a rock band. The Who's a rock band, not you. <laughs> and he's like, well, fuck you. And they got all big uh, uh, Bill Simzak, and they went to L.A. and recorded the rest. And then fucking Ledden's like, you know what? Let me bring my friend over here, Don Felder. He can play. He played on two tracks. You listen to that fucking album. The whole album is so underrated. It's great, right? But then you listen to the two tracks. You're like, oh, shit. There's something different about these two songs. And that is the lead track, Already Gone. And then the solo, that's all him. And if you watch any of the old 70s videos of that solo, he is just, I mean, it's just fucking rocking out that cool-ass Gibson guitar solo he's doing on there. And then the other one, Good Day in Hell, our buddy I Love It Louder knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Loves that between me, him, and Murph. The same thing. Every once in a while, we'll throw out, who's listening to Good Day in Hell? 
and that's all him. And that's- save that, save that for save that for the Eagles Chronicle spinoff podcast. Yeah, I know, I know. Believe me, I've thought about it. I know you have, and, and that is all tip to the hat of your number eight, Dwayne Allman. If you listen to Good Day and Hell, it's all fucking sly. Okay. Even the the long run, the song. The, f- the fact that when he partners up with Joe Walsh, the two of them, I don't know if there was any bar- like fucking duo that's better than those two. And they can harmonize the guitars as good and with slide and with talk box. Holy shit. I mean, nice. there's so many things on uh, those Eagle albums that I listen to that I fucking find all the time. Teenage Jail, there's a fucking synth solo and into his solo and the outro off the charts for me. Uh, yeah, I would say Don Felder is fucking incredible for me. Nice. Excellent. All right. My number five is, uh, is, is interesting because when you think of this band, you think of, when you think of Akeem, when you, when you think of garbage, think of Akeem. (laughs) That's it. Um, most people aren't naming this guitarist for this, for this band. Although, I mean, if you're a fan of the band, you know who he is and arguably, arguably one of the greatest in the last 30 40 years in terms of rock and metal rhythm players so he's okay. not known for his leads because kirk hammett does all that i'm talking about james hetfield arguably one of the greatest if not the greatest rhythm guitar players of the last 30 40 plus years this guy is incredible and if you've seen him live watching him do it is even more insane. You go listen to a song like Master Puppets, or you listen to a song like Blackened. Yes, Kirk Hammett steals the show with the solos, which he deserves all the accolades. He fucking burns the place down with the solos. But the rhythms that that James Hetfield is doing is fucking insane beyond belief. The controls that he has with his hands and his wrist when he's doing those things, when you listen, you're like, how the fuck is that one hand doing all that? He's tremendously underrated, and nobody does it better. All right. So there's a couple things with that. I find the same thing may be true of our friend, the crooked man, Paul, because his rhythm playing and very underrated, the riffs that he comes up with to make those songs that we all love. Yeah, I agree. Underrated. He can play them and sing. So again, I'm not familiar with the Metallica, um, you know, songs as like you. So I I wouldn't be able to be like, Oh, that's James. Oh, that's, uh, that's Kirk Hammett going nuts. Right. All of it is insane that you can play that and then throw in that you can sing and do that at the same time. Yep. That's all fucking insane. And so the easier part would be the guy that comes in was like, okay, over this, I'm just going to come in and freestyle whatever you, you know, over that. I think that's easier than do what that guy's doing. And sing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's true. No, you're right. You're right though. I mean, mean, we're not talking about kiss guitarists, but, Paul is incredibly underrated as a rhythm guitar player. Yeah. And and I find that to be a skill that totally is is not sometimes given credit. Like the same thing like you could say is all those rhythm guitars like the two guitar attack Judas Priest has Iron Maiden the those two guys fucking one trading off the other and uh you know, Rat had a two guitar head uh, attack um the Eagles, uh, Leonard yep. Skinner with their fucking 18 guitarists in the band. It's <laughs> yep. fucking insane. Yep. And, and, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes Eagles getting the best, but can you make a good song from it? Right. Not 15 fucking guitarists going nuts and this and that. 
And Metallica found a formula that works for them. So, you know, I, yep. I, I completely understand James Hetfield. Yep. So uh, number four for me, I'm going to go with a guy that I didn't say anything. I bit my tongue when you picked him first. Ingve, uh, my guy is the guy that he's a dime store of, in my opinion, and that's Richie Blackmore. Um, I fucking love Richie Blackmore. So here's what I'll say about Ingve. Yes, he can probably do that. Maybe he can do even more. Richie did it first. Richie Blackmore's better than Ingve. But in addition to that, Richie can do better songs. <laughs> totally. Oh, totally. It's not even a contest. So like even what we did um down to earth for ARC. Yeah. Uh, like a song like Since You've Been Gone. You don't even notice. You look at a video of Richie Blackmore, you're like, is this guy asleep over here? He's just Dude, he's the he's the Eric Singer of guitar players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks like he couldn't be bothered. Film the other guys, mate. I don't give a Dude, fuck. One of the funniest videos in the world, besides <laughs> Joe Lynn Turner, who we love. <laughs> Is the Stone Cold video? Richie Blackmore looks like somebody woke him up and he threw the <laughs> yeah. guitar over his shoulder. You can say that about any Rainbow video. That's he's true. Yeah. seen the yep. least in all the videos, and every time he's like mumbling to himself, like I fucking hate being in this video. Fucking yep. hating. I'm just bopping his head. He's Love got it. that pilgrim hat on. And the worst is go watch like since you've been gone, and then they show a close up at the end, the outro, and his solo is like, no, I'll just do this at the end of the song. And you're like, what the fuck is he doing? He's, That's he's insane. Awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Everyone's, everyone's too busy talking about that fucking uh, my buddy Graham Bonnet looks like Ace Ventura or uh, Jim Brewer. <laughs> <laughs> and the comments on Since You've Been Gone are fucking it's hilarious. hilarious. That it's video like, is ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, honestly, 98% of the people are going, I didn't know Jim Carrey could rock. A Jim Carrey, a fucking Jim Brewer. And then everyone else is like, damn, I love this song. But who the fuck put Jim fucking Carrey in this band? Well, then he's got like the fucking Reno 911 like sunglasses, like he's some fucking chips or something. It's fucking Jim Brewer. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love uh, Richie Blackmore. The he's fact awesome. let's, let's be, I can't say, I mean, I can't finish without saying, is it the most famous riff of all time? Dan. Dan, 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 dan. Probably. It's, it's, become a cliche. Water. It's, beca- it's become a cliche. It's so Because famous. the song isn't that good. But, I mean, it's great, but it's not like Stairway to Heaven. But that riff, everybody knows yep. that riff yep. for a song that nobody would be like, oh, name the top 100 songs in rock and roll. No oh. one's saying smoke on it, but they'll say it for the riff. I'll tell you, dude, I didn't Richie Blackmore would be on my list, but I knew he'd be on yours. That's why I didn't do it. Because I know you love I know you love him. He's incredible. He's rainbow. Oh, for the holidays, I showed Bob earlier. I got the rainbow singles box set, kind of like the Kiss Casablanca box set. Yeah, yeah. Fucking so they have two versions of since since you've been gone. It's two they released two different singles on it. I'm like, oh great. I get that version that's in one of those videos that's a little bit different. He's singing. Nope, it's the same version. I'm like motherfuckers, I just bought this, <laughs> hoping I'd get that, and I can't find it. So if anybody out there knows is a big Rainbow fan, knows where I can get that that alternative version of Since You've Been Gone, whether it's on some sort of fucking collection or demos or whatever, but I can't find it, and it's driving me nuts. I thought I bought it with the box set, but regardless, Richie Blackmore number four. Tom, to you. All right, my number four. Well, you already mentioned him. Slash. Love oh, the yeah. guy. I love that kind of sloppy, just yes, 
it's he's just his solos, his riffs, um, and just like his attitude. I mean, you know, I know what I know, you know, should we be rating looks and image, but the fucking look is iconic, fucking legendary. It adds to um, it. It adds it to certainly it, does, I, right? But I love that kind of style. I mean, look, I, like I said at, the, at my number 10, I love what Ingve can do. But what Ingve can do is not what Slash can do. They're two completely different, and I love them both for the for that reason, you know. Yeah, and I like the various type. You don't have to like only one style of guitar player, right? Completely right. different. But yep. Slash, just even thinking right now, out to get me. That oh my sloppy God. guitar that opening fucking riff. riff. Yes, it's that's insane. what I'm talking about. Now, there's a great guitar duo, him and Izzy. Holy oh my shit, God. the two of them. Those first three, actually technically four, if you do lies, between Usual Illusion 1, 2, Lies, and Appetite, nothing's Dude, better. Izzy is like the unsung oh hero of Appetite God. for Destruction. Fucking great, great yep. stuff. Agreed. So yeah, uh, Slash, I totally see it. Uh, number three, you may have him on your list, and that is obviously going to be there. I figured uh, one of us would have him. That's George Lynch. Those docking guitar and the solos, uh, just unchain the night. Think of that opening, and then din, 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 his riffs, my favorite docking song, solos. The solo on Sleepless Night, the solo on Heaven Sent, the whole guitar for Kiss of Death is just insane. I, I like air guitar, uh, Kiss of Death. And you're like, it's so good. It's so good. Like, you're like, how the fuck is he doing that pinch? So he can bend a note and hold it. He's another one of those guys. I remember seeing, I think it was, what's the guy from Jane's Addiction and the guitar? Barry Farrell. Oh, Dave Navarro. Yeah. Dave Navarro. So he had some YouTube show. He brings other guitarists on and stuff. And I'll never forget watching because it's something George, he was talking with George Lynch. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's an odd combination, like an alternative kind of era guitarist and George Lynch is considered hair metal. Yep. Um, and they were talking, he's like, and after he left or something, Navarro's like, dude, the guy is saying like, oh, you know, like do this. And then he's like, no, 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 no. I played guitar. I'm considered like this great guitar guy. I can't do what you're telling me to do. Oh yeah, just do this and that. It's like one of those things like Wayne Gretzky would teach people how to play hockey. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. close your eyes and between your legs and behind the back. Just put it off the boards and go right to the guy's stick. Oh, okay. That's all I have to do, huh? Like, I can't I can't do that. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what kind they. <laughs> they big like cherry tomato. A small <laughs> point. Is small what? Is it what? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, George Lynch, man, he's he is that Warren D. Martini, just slightly above, just slightly above the fucking bending and the holding of that note. Just oh, just gets me every time. Love it. Nice. All right, my number three. Uh, my number, my top three were pretty obvious. Well, for me at least, I should say. Okay. Uh, my, my number three. I wish I could put him higher. Uh, but this guy goes into my number one ranking for most underrated guitarist of all time, Ooh. because when you're in a band with the greatest drummer of all time, it's tough to be known as a really great guitarist. And that's Alex Lifeson from Rush. The guy gets 
absolutely no respect because everybody thinks of Neil Peart for obvious reasons. Yep. Everybody thinks of how handsome Getty Lee is. <laughs> so Alex is like, oh, yeah, I'm that guy over here that has that incredible riff off of Limelight. Or I'm that guy that has an incredible intro to Bastille Day or Anthem. Or I'm that guy that can do this, 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 and this. And he just never gets the credit. I've seen Russian concert a few times. He is incredible. His solos are extremely soulful and melodic. He can rip when he has to. And I'll give him credit. He spoke up in the 80s when Rush was like going heavy on the keyboards. And he was like, hey, what about me? Enough. Where am I? Yeah. So love this guy. Love him. That's a good, interesting point, Tom. I wonder if a bandmate would be better known if he was the only great musician in the band. It's true. Yeah. Right. Think, think about it. When, you, when, when you're in Rush, no one knows who you are when you play guitar. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's tough. Although I do hear stuff about Jimi Hendrix's drummer. Like, how much attention are you going to get? You're in the band with Hendrix. Exactly. Right? That's right. Yep. It, it, yep. It's tough. But uh, from what I understand, and I've, I've never heard anybody complain about his guitar playing, but they just, you know, when you throw out names, He's not a name that gets thrown out often, nope. but he's, I mean, just listen to the two albums that I really dove into. Uh, I mean, obviously there's fucking immense talent. And when you go back earlier, before they started introducing the synths and the keyboards, when it was really like a guitar based band, I mean, that's when he just, he, he was just really incredible, but yeah. love, love Alex Lifeson. Yeah. The thing about Lifeson reminds me of, and he's not on my list. But it reminds me of David, um, Gilmore. Oh and yeah, so, David Gilmore. If, if I was a Pink Floyd fan, maybe David Gilmore would be. So in this there list. are things that you hear, and he does all this that you're like, "Holy shit, dude!" Comfortably numb is regarded as one of the most ridiculous guitar souls. Go listen to that. Even if you don't like Pink Floyd, just go listen Same to that thing. solo. I, I fucking hated Floyd for years. So I'd be like, "Oh, they're just a drug band." That's why people like them all. I'm the dead. Music sucks, but yeah. I, it's the image and the stuff. Yep. Um, so, but then when I got into Dark Side of the Moon and I'm listening to the guitar on like a yeah. song like Time, and I'm like, you know, mine, awesome. it takes it forever to get to the fucking song, but that's oh, another Jesus Christ. Problem. Yeah, you're right. But when you, you're like, this is one of the fucking heaviest songs and it's not fast or anything. It's just like, and the, the touch and the tones and the sounds the guitar make is like beautiful. It's amazing. And the yep. solo is incredible. And then you get into stuff that he does on brain damage and that little, like almost like whale, like guitar notes he's hitting. He, yeah. He's obviously talented. I, I mean, off the charts as well. And I figure like life sends a little bit like that, the band and the music kind yep. of make it difficult for him to get the light, the, the spotlight a little sometimes, but yep. All right. Number two for me, Tom, I'm sure he's going to be on your list. I thought he'd be definitely. And you know, we got a whole, uh, we got a whole side cast on him and that's Jimmy page and Led Zeppelin. Well, that's my number two. So let's talk about yeah. it. <laughs> so Jimmy page, what are we going to say? You want to talk about the riff from black dog or uh cashmere, or do you want to get into what I think is one of their greatest fucking songs? And we talked about it on the last episode, Led Zeppelin three, and that's Bron Ross Stomp, where he can he can do that on an acoustic guitar, ding, 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 that, and then he can go into Over Hills and Far Away, and then obviously, I I mean I don't care how bored or tired you are of Stairway to Heaven, 
the solo still i don't care i will never turn it off i will turn that up every time it's so magical that feeling you get when that solo hits jimmy page jimmy page checks off if it wasn't for my number one jimmy page would easily be number one because he checks off all those boxes first of all he's got that aura that image okay guitar god exactly like literally he looks like he's if, like if Hollywood was going to make a movie, be like, Oh, I want that guy to be my guitar God. Oh, but he's a real person. Oh, okay. Seventies guitar God too, which makes but it he can, but he, more. but he can riff when he has to like black dog. He can blow your brains out with that. He can do stuff like brawn, your stomp or songs like thank you. Yep. Or he can do the melodic slow bluesy stuff. Like since I've been loving you. I mean, the guy does everything and he does it at an A plus level. I mean, there's a reason why he's Jimmy fucking page. Dude, we can go down that whole catalog. You can do nobody's fault, but mine. It's insane. Or in the evening. Oh, I love that song. So like, oh, all that yeah. shit. Yep. Yep. Just never mind the fact that the sounds and everything he puts into his production, his guitars, just it's, uh, it, yep. it was revolutionary the way he played the guitar. Yep. And different Incredible. style. And uh, yeah, I just Jimmy Page. Yep, Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page. Uh, number one for me, Tom, is uh, easy. I say it all the time on ARC. I say that he's my favorite guitar player, and he's only on two albums. You know, I'm not counting Quiet Riot fucking music. Uh, that's Randy Rhodes. Uh, Blizzard of Odd is my favorite guitar album of all time. Fuck, I put. Uh, uh mother earth revelation number one because on that album just because of that solo i yep. i i find that solo the way it just takes over at the end of the song it, nothing moves me like that uh mm-hmm. all the way from the acoustic and then to the fucking to the fucking thrash riff back in the eight early 80s it was just insane and, yep. and he's got that style that richie blackmore ingve of classical music that you could put violins and stuff to his guitar. Just go watch the video of him doing, uh, I don't know, that studio clip. Oh, my God. And Rudy Sarzo. And he does that solo and he puts his hand right up. There. Yep. Oh, my God. It's fucking insane. And, and the image of him. He's, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything, but what a sweetheart of a man he was. Yep. This young, good looking, skinny guy whose guitar probably weighed more than him. And all he cared about was guitar and teaching it and learning it. And just this sweet angel that got taken away and will always be that young image. To me, add that all up. Randy Rhodes is my favorite guitar player. And I even, I'd even get into the, the brilliance of Diary of a Madman, which may be even better guitar-wise mm-hmm. than Blizzard. But I just Randy Rhodes is for me. Mm-hmm. I knew that would be a number one. Yeah, yeah my number one. My number one, uh, if you know me, no surprise, uh, it's on our ARC and his ability to play the guitar gets overshadowed by a lot of other things, including his, his dancing, the funk, the soul, the R and B, the pop, all that stuff. But in terms of a guitar player, for me, it's Prince. Um, the guy is just a fucking God on multiple levels. His ability to play the guitar gets tremendously forgotten about and sometimes laughed at by certain people because <laughs> be, yeah. what's that? Like, I'm like, um, yeah. Like the guy you're seeing across. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Because he gets wrapped up in, in, you know, 1999 and purple rain and his dancing and his image. And I, and I get it. I get it. But I've seen Prince in concert 
and you guys have seen that halftime show for the Super Bowl. The guy is fucking special. The guy was a genius. He was brilliant beyond belief. I've read I read a massive book about the behind the scenes production of the Purple Rain album and it was the, the guy was definitely on the spectrum. I think before the spectrum is even a thing. Because his obsession with perfection to the point where it interfered with his life and other people's lives. It's it's just it, it, he's incredible. He's he's a he, not only could he play the guitar, he could literally play every friggin' instrument and write songs. So to me, Prince is just it, he's. I just love the guy. I don't deny any of his brilliance. I think he's on t- on par, maybe the, the five great musical geniuses in the rock and roll genre. Yeah, him, Smokey Robinson. A guy that could do fucking everything, everything. and write. Yep. And by the way, I'm going to write My Girl for another band. I won't even use it for me. Right, Sing, right. dance, and fucking right. write and everything. Yep. Uh, a guy like that, uh, Pete Townsend, who can write, sing, fucking do all the music and write a rock opera. Good call Brian, Pete Townsend. Yep. Brian, Brian Wilson, I would oh, say. Oh, I thought you said Brian Wilson. May. I thought you were no, going to no, say Brian, Brian May. No, no, Brian May is great, but I wouldn't put him up there. Uh, but Brian uh, Wilson fucking off the charts genius that got himself to be insane because he's so fucking perfectionist in the studio the stuff that he did in invent and the beatles are fucking like what the hell is he doing following they're going back and forth instead of being uh you know surfing safari all of a sudden they're doing shit (laughs) like right good vibrations and uh and god only knows so those guys are uh, to me prince is in there i just for me the solo he did in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know the little background story is the fact that re- right before that, supposedly he saw someone they named great guitar players and he wasn't even near the list. And so he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm, let me fucking show you guys. And he did that solo in front of all those guitar players to kind of like fucking shove it in their face. Mm-hmm. Now, I will give you that. I think he's the, the guy could sit in the fucking uh, in the studio and pull out a whole album. you like. Yeah, but don't you need a drummer? Don't you need a bass? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? Right. Uh, I'm me. doing it. I'm yeah, doing me. it. I did it. Yeah, exactly. But another guy I would put in that list is Stevie Wonder. Could do oh, fucking totally. everything. Brilliant. Everything. Yep. You know, yep. brilliant people. Yep. Um, so regardless, I, I find those guys to be brilliant. I'm not taking it away. I just think that image and the fact that he's dead, yeah, holds a lot of weight of his guitar playing. Because I I haven't heard the song and be like, oh my God, have you heard this solo? I haven't. I didn't see him live in concert. Now, yeah. I take it to the Kirk Hammett kind of thing of what you're saying, Tom. I look at him saying, yeah, everybody's playing and you can have this solo. It has nothing to do with the song. Just do a fucking solo and put it over this song. Yeah. Right. Kirk, you can do that. But fucking meanwhile, James is going. James fucking right. came up with the riff, thought of in this and that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know enough Prince's. Uh, um, discography i don't yeah yeah. and i haven't seen him live so you might be 100 percent. and again it's what moves you and what you like when you see a guitar player what image do you have i have george lynch in the 80s in my head i have jimmy page from the 70s i have randy rhodes in those early videos of him and ozzy and just fucking weighing 90 pounds in his guitars (laughs) yeah exactly like (laughs) yeah those are my image that's what i love about guitar now there's a couple other people i love to name yeah, I got. I have two. I have a, I have two honorable mentions. Go ahead. Buddy. So, uh, my one of them is Randy Rhodes, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and the other one, just because he's the fucking riff god, the yeah. king. Yeah. Fucking Tony Iommi. Yeah. 
Okay, I can totally see it. Dude, is there another more popular riff than fucking actually two of them? Iron Man and fucking Paranoid. Paranoid, exactly. Oh my yep. God. Off yep. the charts. So those I are my two a, honorable mentions. I wrote a bunch of them. Now we're not gonna do kiss ones. No, go ahead. So the two uh, the two white snake ones that come to mind. Yep. Because I love White Snake, especially earlier White Snake. Obviously, John Sykes from the last two albums, White Snake and Slide It In, those yep. ones. And the guy Bernie Marsden, who was on all the early White Snake albums, those guys are together. And then you've got neither of us mentioned Eddie Van Halen. I think like he goes without saying. Well, right? was, that's why it's almost like saying, yeah, like I like oxygen. It's like, it's like, like you said, it's it's to putting Eddie Van Halen on your list is like. I mean, now granted, we put Jimmy Page on our list. It's probably the same thing, but yeah, I, I purposely left. But him I'm off not a it, big, big Van. I love Van Halen, but I'm not. Yeah. like they're not my band. Me neither. And I, I love, I love them. My and my son, my son loves them. It's funny we were, we were just listening to Van Halen earlier tonight. David Roth era of stuff. I mean, I love it, but it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, well, like we know he's great. No one needs to tell you that he is. Yeah, he's Eddie Van it's Halen. Like Jimmy Hendrix. Oh. Right, Eric exactly. Clapton, fucking right, name? Jeff exactly. Mack. All right, so a couple other ones I wanted to name for me that I really like is John Fogarty. Nice, he could do fucking anything. Oh, you want to talk about musical genius? Throw him in the mix. Write, sing, produce, yep. do the fucking guitar and do everything. He's another genius. They they do a version. It's like an eleven minute or twelve minute version. It's on Chron. Uh, their great twenty greatest hits chronicle. I forget chronicle. what it's called. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's a like a fucking 10 or 11 minute version of uh, I heard it through the grapevine. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Rock yeah. Out to that. Yep. It is the best little fucking guitar ditty and the drums. Oh my God. It's fucking so great. Uh, the other is Elvis's guitar play. I've mentioned him before. James Burton from his band in the seventies, all guitar guys know him. Love James Burton. He, uh, he was from the fifties. He did the first real guitar solo from hello, Mary Lou. It's, Famous all guitar gods love that fucking guy. And Burton was Elvis's band leader and get main guitar guy. If you ever see those old videos of him, Elvis recording some of his stuff in the 70s when he came back and he's rocking in the studio doing Little Sister. Yep. And then if he mashes that up with Get Back and he's in there, that's James Burton just fucking ripping it up. Nice. Band is awesome. Another uh, guy I had on my, on my yeah, uh, th this guy actually got cut out of my top 10. I put him, I put Dwayne Allman in his place because I was going between Allman Brothers and Leonard Skinner. And that's Gary Rossington from Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're a Skinner fan, fucking Gary Rossington, fucking incredible, incredible. Just wanted to give him a shout out because you don't hear his name thrown around too much, especially with all these other names that we're talking about. But yeah, but he, like, he <clears> should be there automatically because that Hotel California and Stairway to Heaven are probably the three greatest guitar that you never turn it off when those solos come up. That's never. Right. Yep. And you fucking like, oh my God, if I could have invented a guitar solo. A guitar solo, it, it would be some one of those. Dude, yep. That, that shit's insane. Uh, guy doesn't get that much credit these days, Joe Perry. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Fucking, True. The, the thing that always fascinates me is how big Aerosmith is. When I look and I'm like, Boys in the Attic sold how many fucking albums? Yep. And then we're like, all we are is obsessed with Kiss and shit. And we're like, the fuck is Aerosmith sold? How, what? I think what? Aerosmith. I, I think Aerosmith is another band where people appreciate Joe Perry, but it's like, oh, Steven Tyler frontman. Like it's like it's like all your yeah. you, you everybody is micro focused on Steven Tyler because well, he's to chip such away a the stone. 
Oh, that God. Fucking, fucking song's incredible. Oh, my yeah. God. That riff is just all his stuff are fucking fantastic. Um, yep. The other one, uh, Tom, I had here, uh, uh, same same vein, like Keith Richards, not because mm-hmm. he's a fucking, but just the guy came up with some of the greatest riffs of all time. Satisfaction, Start Me Up. I mean, just on those alone yep. and all the other songs. And he wrote half the songs with Mick. So he's got to get some kind of credit. And one off the charts guy was the guys from the Scorpions. I, I, I think his name is Matthias Jabs. I think yep. he's the main guy. Yep. Oh, uh, he's got a big smile on his face. That guy looks like a guitar guy that's having fun. I've just said to- before, I've said before with the Scorpions, I just don't like Klaus's vocals. I just don't like his, I don't like his tone, but musically and guitar wise, they, they're fucking incredible. Oh, no one like you. It's one of those things. I remember someone saying one time, Hey, name an album, a song that you like that starts off with a solo. I'm like, Oh, that's easy. It's no one like you. Yeah. Fucking incredible. That Rocky, like a hurricane solo, all that stuff. The zoo. Yeah. Uh, don't believe her. I uh, just, it, another guy who's got an amazing touch and way to hold a note and bend and give you that feeling. Oh, he's fucking fantastic. Another guy that I wanted to mention, um, just so we can laugh at him because he's never ever going to make this list is CC Deville. Oh. <laughs> I just you could get that punch. In. I just had I to get mind him. I, I had to get that. I had to get that punch in. I'll be honest with you. He's my favorite of poison. So in other words, I would punch him in the face last if I saw punch uh, poison. Okay. From the band, he's my least punched guy in the face. He's, he's fucking goof. He's okay. He's, he's, look, he's a punching bag. I don't have a problem with it. Whatever. Oh, no, no, he's so high. The other one, Tom, I had the last couple ones I had is maybe I'll add them or it won't was um, Kurt Cobain, just for the same reason as James Hetfield, because I just fucking love his songs. Yeah. They're his riffs. Listen to Breed. Listen how fucking heavy that is. Yep. That's his. And say what you want. Smells like Teen Spirit. That's all him. That's all his riffs. These are True. riffs. That True. are a fucking, you don't have to. Same thing with Keith Riches. Keith Riches is not going to fucking out Ingve Malmsteen or George Lynch, but fucking tell George Lynch, would you rather do that or would you rather come up with satisfaction? True. There's a talent in a lot of these things in ver- variety, uh, variety of ways. Uh, Jakey Lee's another great one, Tom. Yep. And, and, uh, gonna- and uh, speaking, of ri- speaking of underrated rhythm guitar players. Yes. Yes. Uh, everybody talks about Angus. Yeah. Malcolm Young. So for me, I, I was never an Angus, but like, I fucking love the ACDC because of the riffs. And me from too. what I understand, it's always Malcolm. It's Malcolm. And I don't know what it, I'm not that big of an ACD. Oh no, that one's Angus. Oh no, this one's Malcolm. I always include is because that's what I'm going off of. And then Angus will come in over it or something like that. Or poor Malcolm, poor, poor Malcolm had a look at Angus with his fucking outfit and his head bob and his break dance. And he's like, all right, I'll stand back here like a fucking stoplight. I'd rather play be the guitar. him all day. Me, oh, no, absolutely. Angus. For 60 years, you're going to be fucking banging your head like an idiot. But I mean, for me, uh, you can't. I don't know. Is there better riffs than, than ACDC? That might, that's a great discussion that you, 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 you talk about those early ACDC albums, uh, fucking riff after riff I'll after tell you riff. A riff that it, like, it's not even one of their best songs. Like a uh, flick of the switch. 
Yep. I, I can listen to that song over and over just from that fucking riff. Yep. Or uh, uh, if you want blood, Highway to Hell. Yep. All these fucking songs have these incredible guitar go- uh, riffs. And that's all the uh, the Young Brothers. So, yeah, we've mentioned a bunch. Some are better than others. These are our favorites. They're not just the best. They're what moves us. And what do we think of when we think of guitar gods? We hope you guys like this list. Uh, tell us what you think. Who are your favorite? Please, please give us your opinion on our list and tell us tell us if we miss somebody because I can guarantee we miss somebody. So tell us tell us what uh, what tickles your fancy with guitar players. Yeah, and if there's somebody that you don't know and not that familiar, give a listen, see what you think. All right, till next time. Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.